Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. With us right now, Lisa Wise. Lisa, you are the founder and CEO of Flock DC, found on the web at flock-dc.com. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure. Well, congratulations on your success and growth. Um, I, I know you've been kind of in the, in well, in and around the, the community housing space um, in D.C., but I'll let you kind of explain this uh, a little bit more uh, succinctly than I can as kind of piecing things together here. Right. So we are a real estate management company. Uh, we're located in Washington, D.C., and we only work in the District of Columbia. Um, yeah. So more than politics are uh, unfold in the district. Uh, there is actually quite a bit of housing. We manage about $2 billion in residential real estate uh, with a handful of commercial spaces. So we've been in the business for 12 years. Our legacy wow. brand is Nest DC, which started by managing just one rental property as, at a time, uh, grew into a whole family of birds. Um, so we have Nest, we have Roost, we have Star um, and then at some point, our birds were confusing everybody. So we decided to start a parent company. And so for us, the the, the parent came after the babies, yeah. uh, but it works regardless. And so Flock DC is how we now sort of organize all of our work. Yeah, excellent. Well, congratulations. I mean, it's quite an operation. Um, you've got a great team here. Um, how did you start all of this? I got started in this business because I bought a duplex just out of college. Uh, and it was a great deal. And I uh, sort of became an intentional but enthusiastic landlord. I figured if I had a tenant living next door, they could help cover the mortgage and the expenses. Mm. And that that was a smart move. So, you know, that duplex in Tucson, Arizona really sort of changed the trajectory of my life. And I, you know, I, I didn't, I had enough for a down payment because I, I had, uh, I got a tiny inheritance. I paid $83,000 for that house. Um, and then I didn't have any more money after the down payment. So, uh, any repairs were really on me to handle. So I just sort of, you know, make enough to buy the materials and then figure out how to do those things myself. So from plumbing to patching to roof repairs, I spent a lot of time on the roof. Um, and I just liked getting my hands dirty. I liked the idea of, you know, uh, the sort of tactical nature of it. I liked providing housing. And so over the years, I used that property to, um, ad, you know, buy additional properties. And so it was sort of, uh, it was either moonlighting or side hustle or mm-hmm. side gig or whatever you might call it. And I had a nice long career in nonprofit management for 15 years. But when the Great Recession hit, I thought, you know what, I think it's time to really pursue property management as a as a career. And so uh, I, I did two jobs simultaneously for quite a while. And then four years into Nest DC, I was able to at last do one, one job. Wow. Wow. Um, tell me about the unique, because uh, D- D.C. is very, very unique in in uh, in the United States. Uh, I was actually just watching a um, Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters did a, uh, a music uh, where you kind of visit different cities 
uh, around the country. And I was, I just watched this. It was talked about, you know, again, DC is just, it's a very, very transient town. Um, people usually don't stay real long. So his point was, it's, it's not real well known as being a real music town. (laughs) People usually pop in, pop out, go someplace else. And that's kind of where they start their band or wherever. But, um, Yeah. Tell me about that and, and the effect on real estate. Yeah. Well, fun fact, David Grohl's mother was my English teacher in high school. Oh my so, gosh. No kidding. Yeah, funny that you brought him. <laughs> he loved his mom. Yeah. She wrote a book, right? Uh, yeah. She was quite lovely. So, you know, I think people are, are, it's easy to perceive DC as a transient place and there are parts of DC and certain demographics that are, that do certainly come and go mm-hmm. uh, as, as the administrations change and such. But there's also um, a pretty large demographic of people here that were are born and raised in Washington, DC. Um, and, and that's a pretty substantial portion of the population. And so, um, you know, you can't discount that, that people uh, are born, live, raise their children and, and sort of continue it to, to, to build their families here. Um, from a real estate perspective, obviously, like all major metropolitan areas, there's a lot in play. There's a lot changing around the, the real estate landscape. Um, and, you know, we do have people come and go from the city that are, are uh, more likely to be in jobs that might uh, time out. So, for example, if, if you're sort of flirting with sort of developing your career or it's a it's a stepping stone, um, those are really kind of uh, a lot of the, the client base that we work with or the resident base. And we'll have uh, residents typically stay in place for a few years and then move on. Um, and, and for the clients for whom we manage their property, because we don't own the properties in the portfolio, we manage on behalf of clients. We have a lot of people that work in international affairs and or State Department, or um, and, and they'll be deployed more or less for 30 years. And so they'll have property that we manage on their behalf that really stays sticky for us in terms of the contractual relationship, because... Um, their intention is not to sunset that investment. It's to keep it for, for quite a while. And so, um, you know, prices are going up, um, you know, the, and, and, but density is going to increase as well. Um, prices for, for selling, and we saw the rental market dip quite a bit uh, during the pandemic, but we're actually starting to see that change um, it, right now. Like basically in the last several weeks, we've seen rental prices start to creep back up. Yeah. Um, and, and Lisa, I know one thing that you've been very active, you've been very active in ad- regards to advocacy, um, combating housing inequality, um, you know, uh, sensitivity to affordability. Can, can you share a little bit about that work that you've been doing? Sure. So in 2020, uh, we, you know, we, we've always been a purpose-driven values-based company. And for us, we've always put people in place over profit. And you know, you can't just talk the talk. You've got to you got to walk the talk. And for us, uh, it meant thinking about what kind of contribution we're making to our community. And housing justice becomes it became something that we we're more and more interested in getting heavily involved in. And so, in in 2020, after George Floyd was murdered, um, you know, we convened as a company and decided uh, that we wanted to do something significant. And we had a, a philanthropic program called Birdseed. Um, which was doing quite well. And, and we were doing, it was a microgram program for community organizations. And we, we continue to do that. And that has been a big win for us. But um, we decided to carve out a commitment of $215,000 to make grants to first time black and brown home buyers in the Washington, D.C. area. So they too could have a, a windfall that allowed them to purchase homes to accelerate the home purchase process. Um, so with that, uh, with 
that interest and that idea, what we did was we partnered with a community foundation. We put together a website. We put together a pretty sophisticated and uh, very well-known board of advisors. And we started making grants. Um, and so we've made nine grants so far. We have people now you know, with keys to their own homes. Um, and we've, we've made grants between five and $10,000. So, uh, you know, we know the model works. Uh, we've been able to attract some additional funding. Um, and Birdseed has, uh, I think, really emerged as, as really one of a kind. And we're hoping that it really sets a trend. And, and frankly, you know, and quite honestly, real estate has such a, a, a history with and role to have played in racism and segregation and all of these things that this country really needs to yeah. reconcile. So that is something we feel we need to do. Yeah. You know, um, it's, I remember, um, you know, my wife and I attended a taping of the Oprah show and, uh, you know, I thought Bono put it very eloquently, you know, when we have injustices in the world, you know, when there's poverty, when there's things like that, these are generally, they're, they're big problems, but they're actually not as difficult to solve. It All it requires is everybody doing just a little bit. And yeah. if everybody does just a little bit, then it's solved. And he said, you know, and I think, you know, in, in future, you know, in the future, I think we'll look at a lot of problems that we're experiencing right now. Systemic racism, for example, like it's, I mean, it's, it's just the reality of the, the past and, you know, just what it exists. And so if everybody contributes just a little bit, right? Like what you've pledged to do, that equalizes, that helps, well, I shouldn't say equalize, it helps equalize the playing field. And it helps, you know, if you come from a background that's been disadvantaged, that's been discriminated against, listen, we're going to help equalize that a little bit, right? So even like um, like veterans causes that I've been involved in, why do I do that? Um, you know, for all veterans, regardless of what their experience was, it's like, look, you know, even if you didn't experience any trauma as a result of your service or whatever, you still took, you know, four or five years at a minimum, you took four or five years of your life, put it on hold and in service. So if everybody just like, hey, let's give a little extra consideration to this person or this group, again, that helps offset some of those, you know, systemic things that go into this. So I think I think it's wonderful that that you did that, and I think that it's. Um, I'm glad that you did that because I think because I think again, it's really easy to look at housing as an area that there's definitely just a lot of unfortunate things just kind of baked into it, both in the history and still today. So thank you for doing that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, um, have you? seen a ripple effect what what is the impact of your pledge been not just have you have you seen other companies like oh well shoot i guess we better get on the ball that's my hope yeah yeah <laughs> that you mean, inspire broader change right uh i mean you hit the nail on the head where we are interested in creating this sort of um competitive energy around what companies like ours specifically in the real estate space should be doing in this area but you know we've enjoyed a lot of national exposure for the work um, and because of that, we've been able to attract um, some not insignificant press around what we're doing. And so we've had um, people contribute from California. We got a, a $30,000 contribution last week from a small foundation in California um, because they saw a Fast Company article about the work. Um, so, you know, we know that this model of philanthropy um, and this model of giving is it's it's novel and it's nimble. It's an intentionally simplified. So, you know, the grant um, parameters are really simple. Um, there, there's 
no reporting or, or requirements regarding the accountability on the part of the, the new homeowner. I mean, really what we want to do is create a windfall and a no strings attached kind of environment and let people move on with their lives. I, I think if you get an inheritance from Uncle Joe uh, to buy a house or he gives you or your parents give you $15,000, they don't ask you to um, have that forgiven over five to 10 years and then take a tax planning class. <laughs> so, uh, we don't want that to be the case either, which doesn't say that you know people don't need additional resources. Everybody does. And so part of the program as well is to sort of aggregate and make available a lot of resources so folks um, can access support as they need it. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing a concept I don't think that I've ever seen before. Um, what's, what's Birdwatch? I'm, I'm, maybe this is a thing and I've just been completely clueless that this exists. I mean, I don't know if this is, uh, is, is this for, for folks that just, they don't, you know, they've got the property. It's, they're not there most of the time, or is it also property that they, uh, live in? Yes. <laughs> to both. Really? So, um, so moving on from bird seed, um, yeah. the, the inevitable, inevitable bird themes, um, keep uh, revealing themselves. So Birdwatch is our latest program and product. It's a property management service for people that live in and own their homes. Um, some of those homeowners will be home a lot. Some will be home rarely. And so we yeah. have services that where we can do home checks for them. We coordinate their preventive annual maintenance program. And then we're basically on call as they have issues that emerge. So they just, they have a maintenance issue. They just put in a ticket and we take care of it for them. I love it. It's like things like gutter cleaning and HVAC service, fireplace cleaning. It's like, you know, the things, um, you know, uh, you know, if you're busy, you're, you know, you're traveling a lot, you're constantly working, you want personal time, you want vacation. Um, a lot of times, simple things like, you know, the regular routine maintenance things uh, that if you had a landlord, the landlord would be mindful of if you're a homeowner and you're t you look at what your time is worth. Um, I think it's great. A am I, have I just been like asleep? Is this a concept that has just always been out there for some yeah. reason? Like I never heard about it or is this kind of new? It's, 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 it's the way that we've designed it. I think we're the only company that we know of that's designed it this way. Yeah. Well, so, I like, the, I like the idea. I, I think like that's, you know, that's, you know, again, it's, it's not so much about, look, if, if I got a problem with something, whatever, like I can call someone and I can take care of it. But what I don't, it's, it's almost like, um, when you have a leadership vacuum in a company, right. And it's just like, I just want someone to be mindful of what should be happening right now. I don't want to have to think about it and then ask somebody. I want somebody to share in the responsibility of the basic things. So, oh yeah, I guess, you know, it's August, you know, you gotta, you know, once a year you gotta do X, right? Cause there's so many of those things that, you know, you just don't think about. Yeah. And so if you can kind of get that onto a regular routine maintenance type thing, that's brilliant. Yep. Yeah. So that's what we're all about. I mean, it's, it's truly like repackaging our property management service and then just providing it to an additional audience. Mm -hmm. What uh, is, is there kind of a sliding fee on that or how does that work? The, the pricing, the subscription fee to use the service and you pay monthly for that. And then you pay for every activity. So, you know, um, we'll schedule all the preventive maintenance, but you'll pay for the preventive maintenance. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, um, in order to access our program and be part of that sort of scheduling tool, then we we go ahead and charge a, a fairly nominal monthly fee for, for being. Wow. 
So you have an that app. Is a, uh, that's really yeah. Yeah. Monthly subscription costs $75. Yeah. And then again, someone else will get make take care and make sure that everything gets taken care of. I right. dig it. That's a, that's a really interesting model. Quite frankly, I'm surprised that's not like a big national thing, you know, where investors have like really, I think I could see that as being a really big thing. So stay tuned, Josh. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Well, I'm excited about the concept and I kind of, again, I'm kind of coming from the uh, kind of consumer world view of it. All right. Um, one other thing I wanted to point out is that um, you're um, under the umbrella again, Roost DC. It's, um, it's, I, it's an employee owned. Yes. Uh, did it start off that way or tell me about yes. that? So Nest DC started as a traditional LLC. It's now a Nest Corp. And, and what, when, when that company became viable, I realized, um, you know, I had a, an incredible sense of relief that uh, the company that I'd worked so hard to build created some security for myself and my family. Um, but I looked around the room and realized, well, I didn't achieve this by myself. We're a service-based business, and it's the team that I built around me that has uh, made this possible. And so I wanted to create an ownership opportunity, but I also didn't want to break Nest up. So what we did was we incorporated a new line of business that manages uh condo associations. So in Washington, D.C., we don't have homeowner associations. We have buildings yeah. that we manage, but but the activities are not dissimilar to an HOA. Um, and and there, there's enough of an overlap um, between Nest and these associations that the, the, there's sort of, you can harmonize the two and one can support the other. And so what we did was we incorporated a company that was intentionally employee-owned. We're the only employee-owned management company in the country. <laughs> I keep saying we're the only, but we like to be the only of all the things. Um, and that's been a big win. I mean, I think it's a game changer in terms of investment from staff. I think we have uh, we have team members that have been here from, I have my first team member is still with me. <laughs> mm. uh, and we're, we have 65 people on our team. So, um, you know, that model, I think, serves us well, and um, it creates a different level of buy-in, and it just and it and it creates an opportunity for people to own something where they may never have been able to have that experience in the past. Uh, another thing, I'll just point out the obvious, Lisa, is that I see real estate historically has been very male-dominated, and you have kicked some butt. <laughs> and and what again was traditionally, I think, you know fairly masculine space and and you've built something incredible and any observations on on kind of gender and real estate as well yeah i often talk about the fact that i've just created a feminist bubble to work in and so i'm yeah. not aware of what's going on out in the real world but no i mean you build a, you build the right leadership team and you and you surround yourself with people that have the skills that you don't and you trust them to do their jobs well and you'll soar so uh, and and being purpose driven and being really focused and and believing in what you want to do and being passionate will get you where you want to be. Um, and and you know there are a lot of people that did not take me seriously who are calling these days. So it's <laughs> been pretty interesting as some of their models have not necessarily penciled out the way they'd hoped, and they thought we were just that little engine that might instead of the little engine that could. And here we are bootstrapped. We didn't take a single loan out to start this any of these companies. So you know pay as you go. Um, managing $2 billion in real estate. It's a huge achievement and, and, and we're just getting started. So I'm, I'm excited about where we are. And I think, you know, when you talk about diversity and inclusion now, now I have a different edge, right? So, um, you know, being, having the diversity that we enjoy as a company, um, being a woman owned business, 
you know, there's so many things that differentiate us. And I believe that more and more consumers are interested in working with and aligning themselves with yeah. that are different uh, and, and aligned with their value system. And, and that's, we built our company very intentionally around those things. Uh, I love it. Lisa Wise, again, your website, uh, flock dc.com. And from there, you can get to Nest, you can get to Roost, you can get to Birdwatch. I'm telling you, I love Birdwatch. <laughs> I love them all, but I'm excited. I'm excited. I, 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 again, it's like a, it feels to me, it's like a new concept I've never heard of. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So Lisa, this has been fantastic. Is there anything else, you know, again, we have a fairly national audience. Um, you know, I know, again, know most of, you know, your focus here obviously is DC market, but, you know, uh, those that would uh, want to engage with you, where are the opportunities there? Or, you know, how might people get in touch with you or how might, what would be, what would be your recommendation for their kind of their next level of engagement? Yeah, I'm, I'm always happy to hear from folks. You can uh, click through to my email address on our website and reach out to me. I'm just lisa at flock-dc.com. Um, if birdseed in particular is something you feel like aligns with your values and that's where you want to make an investment in an equitable future, mm. feel free to make a donation. 100% of your contribution goes to a down payment program. So we cover all the administrative costs of running that program. So uh, it's a dollar well spent for someone else's brighter future. I love it. I love it. Well, again, Lisa Wise, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a real pleasure. As well, Josh. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and reshare you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.